and this is also a siyum on the Sechta Chulin and this is a summary of the Sicha at the end of the Sechta Chulin it says that Rabbi Yaakov said that every mitzvah in the Torah the, even where the Torah gives the reward states the reward alongside the mitzvah it's still, it's going to happen by Tchiyas HaMesim you don't expect it to happen now it says by Kibbut Aim Laman, so that your days will be long, you will have long life, and you will, things will be good. By Shiluach Hakam, by the mitzvah of sending away the mother, if you take a nest with the with the chicks or the eggs, you have to send away the mother. It says there too, in order that things will be good for you and you will have long life. So, Rabbi Yaakov says he he once saw a father tell a son to go up to the top of the roof and take a nest with chicks and he went up there and he sent away the mother and on his way down he fell and he died so we see that even though he did those two mitzvahs which carried that reward and he died on the spot anyway so we see that it's something which is for the future and not for now from this we learn that schar mitzvahs Baha'i al-maleka there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world you can expect it in the world to come after Tchiyas Amesim on the other hand, there are there are mishnas that say otherwise. That say that there is reward for mitzvahs in this world. For instance, there's a mishnah that says that if an easy mitzvah like shaluah hakan, like sending away the mother, which you only lose a little bit of money, the value of the mother, and yet you get the Torah assures you such a great reward of long life. So certainly, the more difficult mitzvahs in the Torah, for sure, you'll be rewarded. Also, the Mishnah in in Peya, where it says these are the mitzvahs, these are the things for which a person has eats the uh, the fruits of the reward in this world. It says in this world, but the uh, the principle of the reward remains for the world to come. But some of it you get over here, and Kibbutz Aim is one of them, Kibbutz Chasadim is another one, and so on. So we see that there are missions which say that you do get reward, certain some reward in this world. The Rambam gives a lengthy dissertation and he explains that reward for mitzvahs will come in the world to come. As says Rabbi Yaakov, he seems to side with Rabbi Yaakov on this. But then he, then he goes on to explain, what about all those psukim? which say that the Torah says that if you do, the, you listen to Hashem and you follow the Torah and the mitzvahs, then Hashem will give you um, a blessing and there will be peace and there will be abundance of food and, and so on, all those rewards which seem to be talking about this world. And the Ramam explains that what that means is that when a Yid pursues Torah and mitzvahs and he wants to act in accordance with Hashem's uh, way of life, so then Hashem makes available to him and provides him with all the things that he needs in order to be able to do that. So therefore there will be peace, so that you shouldn't be, he should be able to study Torah. There will be, and he'll have enough food so he doesn't have to worry about going hungry, and so on, all the other blessings. They are just a means by which a person, Hashem, makes sure that a Yid will be able to continue to carry out the, uh, the life that Hashem set out for him. So we have to understand in the story of, that Rav Yaakov saw where the person fell as he was performing these two mitzvahs 
And from this, Rabbi Yaakov brings the proof that there is no reward for mitzvahs in this world. How does he know, certainly, from that story that it's so? Maybe that person wasn't doing it for the purpose of fulfilling a mitzvah. Maybe, uh, maybe in fact, he had a contrary intent. He was thinking, I'm doing it because I'm not doing it for the mitzvah. I'm just doing it because I want to. And if a person does it in that way, then he's not fulfilling the mitzvah. And therefore, there would be no proof from that story. There's no way to know what was going through that person's mind at the time. So in order to explain, in the last Mishnah of Masech Techulin, it says that a person should not take the, the, the mitzvah of Shiluah HaKan, of sending away the mother, applies even if you need the mother in order to perform a mitzvah. For instance, the mitzvah of the cleansing process of a mitzvah needs two birds, so you need that bird in order to do that mitzvah. So you might think that you might take the bird in order to perform the mitzvah, so the answer is no. Shalach to shalach, that you have to send away the mother, even if it's for the sake of a mitzvah. Now, it seems reasonable to say that even though we're not permitted to say about Shiluach HaKan, the Mishnah says that one should not say that this is because Hashem has Rachmanus on the birds. What that means is that we shouldn't think that that is the only reason for the mitzvah, but it is logical to say that the basis of the mitzvah or some part of the mitzvah is connected to our compassion for the birds and Hashem's compassion for the birds. In other words, it's a logical mitzvah. In fact, that's the basis of the reason why we would think that you're allowed to take the bird, the mother bird, if you need it for the mitzvah. Why? Because the Mitzayra's needs are also something of compassion because in order for the Mitzayra to go through his cleansing process will uh, permit him to move back into his home and to once again be with his wife in harmony and that in itself is a mitzvah and that in itself is a, a Rachmanus on him so when you have a conflict between the Mitzayra needs that he's a human being and he needs this compassion and the mother bird needs compassion too what, which takes precedence over the other we know the rule that when there is a case of Tsar Belechayim which according to some is a mitzvah and but there is a person that needs something from the animal which will cause some pain to the animal for instance when a person wants to eat meat you're killing the animal for the order for the person to eat meat so the person's needs take precedence over the animal's needs. So certainly in this case, where the Metzorah has a need of compassion and if, to bring him together with his wife, and the uh, bird has a need, the mother bird has a need, it should be that the, that the uh, human takes precedence. That's the reason why the Torah has to say no, that shalach to shalach, that even in that case you have to send away the mother. In other words, that there is a, uh, an underpinning of compassion which is working in the mitzvah of, of uh, Shiluch HaKan, of sending away the mother. Which is really what is meant when the, when the Mishnah says that if you do a mitzvah, which is as easy as Ki'isr, it only costs a little bit of money. It doesn't mean that in the, only in the literal sense, it also means you're doing a mitzvah which you are compelled by your own emotion to do that. Everybody wants to help the mother. It's an easy mitzvah, it makes sense, and it's logical, and then you get this kind of reward of long life, how much more so when you do a mitzvah which is difficult, and may not be logical, and you may not be moved to do it on your own. So for sure, you're, uh, you'll be rewarded. 
on the other hand, in the end, the Torah rejects having compassion on the Mitzayra over having compassion on the bird. So that proves to us that this is not the mitzvah ultimately the Torah declares is not about your feelings for the bird. It is simply a mitzvah of because Hashem commanded you to do the mitzvah. Because if it was about feeling, then even according to the Torah, it sh- the mitzvah should have taken precedence. Even according to the rules of the Torah in compassion, the mitzvah should have taken precedence. So from the fact that the Torah ultimately declares that even in the case of the Mitzvah you must send away the mother, it means that it's not about doing a favor for someone else. It is about doing Hashem's Mitzvah. In other words, that it isn't really a Mitzvah bein Adam l'chaveri that could be classified in the general category of a Mitzvah that is between people, between entities and you want to have compassion and you want that person to have some benefit from you this is a mitzvah Shiloh HaKan is simply a mitzvah between Ayid and Hashem and therefore this does not fall into the category the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKan does not fall into the category of Gemilus um, Chasadim the mitzvah Sheben Adam L'chaveirei for which a person receives reward in this world, or at least some of the reward in this world. Why would a person receive reward in this world? Because when you do a favor for another, and they have benefit from it in this world, therefore it's only reasonable, it's only right, that you should be rewarded in this world as well. But since Shiloh HaKan is not really that kind of a mitzvah, as we see from the fact, that it overrides even the mitzayra, the mother, the mother bird's needs override the mitzayra, so therefore it's between you and Hashem. Therefore it is not in the category of being ben adam of being gemilus chasadim, which you do get reward in this world. Which explains why in Rabbi Yaakov's story, why they made such a big issue of the fact that it was not only that he... he uh, sent away the bird, but he was also fulfilling the mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim. Why did he have to bring both of these elements into the story? Why wouldn't it be enough to prove the point that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world just from the fact that he sent away the mother bird and he died right after that? The reason is because that would only prove that in a mitzvah between a person and Hashem, there is no reward in this world. But what about mitzvahs kibbutz aim, which is between one person and another? And for that, we may have said, well, in that case, you would get peter seim ba'olam azeh. For that, you would get some reward in this world. Therefore, Rabbi Yaakov says, no, even in the case of kibbutz aim was involved too, and even for that, he didn't get re- any reward in this world. From this, we see that even in those mitzvahs, which are between man and and another person, you don't get rewarded in this world. In other words, Rabbi Yaakov does in fact argue against the Mishnah in, in uh, Peya, which says that you do get some reward in this world. And that's why he insists that it was both these stories which, led to, uh, which happened, and still he got no reward, which means even the ones between Adam Lachaveri don't get reward in this world. According to the Rambam, however, it seems that he holds that in the mitzvahs which are between a person and Hashem, there is no reward in this world. 
But in the mitzvah between Adam Lachavera, he would uh, agree with the the uh, the Mishnah and Peya that there is reward for that because he doesn't say anywhere, nowhere does it seem that he does it says otherwise. And uh, he explains about the, uh, the the things which the Torah promises for our Aveda, That has nothing to do with reward. That is simply talking about the things which you need in order to carry out your tool, your work. Just like if somebody hires a worker, somebody has a servant, and that person needs to do the job, so the, the master has to provide the tools and the food that he should be able to do the work and the place where he should do it and everything that he needs in order to carry out the job. That has nothing to do with reward. That is just in order to be able to carry out the mitzvahs. For that the Torah says certainly that you will receive everything that you need in this world but that is only in accordance with how much one does and how much one needs but in order to fulfill the reward for a mitzvah that is something which is completely transcendent, that is unlimited that comes from Hashem um, in a much greater way in an infinite way and that is something that this world cannot really contain as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya and therefore has to wait for our reward in the world to come but there is some which can penetrate, which can get through the, uh, the cracks, as the Alter describes in the Geras HaKadosh. And so therefore there could be some Perseim, according to the Rambam, in this world as well, according to the Mishnah and the Rambam. And therefore in the story, when the person fell and died, that doesn't say anything about whether uh, Hashem gives you the tools to do the work in this world because it's possible that that was the end of his uh, period in this world there was no need anymore for his Aveda and that's why there was no more blessing but as far as reward it does say something because even if his time in this world had ended as a reward it should go beyond what he needs in order to lose Aveda there should have been a blessing of long life even though his time in this world had ended. But since that didn't happen and he died there, that's a proof that there is no reward in this world.